everybody. Welcome to the Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show. This is Chuck Smith, and I'll be your host on this afternoon following Bayern Munich's dramatic, thrilling, exciting, scintillating, whatever adjective you can use uh, for a victory that they had over Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, it was a 2-1 game, but it was nonstop action from start to finish. It was a complete and utter roller coaster ride for Bayern Munich fans, I'm sure. Uh, we could start in a million different places with this one, but I, I really want to take a take a look at things from the beginning. Uh, Hansi Flick rolled out a very questionable lineup uh, with a 4-2-3-1 that featured a midfield of Quarantan Taliso and David Alaba as the double pivot. Now, I am a huge David Alaba fan. Uh, I like Taliso's talent, but that did not work. Uh, they left a lot of space in the midfield, uh, too big of a gap between the back line and their positioning, which often created uh, some, some big openings for Leverkusen to uh, penetrate. And just overall, the flow of the game could not work through Alaba or Taliso together. I thought that was a, a failed experiment and a and a really rare miss from Hansi Flick. I get why he did it. He's got two veteran players who he believes in and that he needs to show belief in, and he wants to get them on the field. Uh, but at the same time, it, it just didn't work. I'm hoping that we don't see that again. Uh, but it, you know, I get why Hansi Flick had to do that. And, and some of those midfield problems and, and defensive issues carried right in to Patrick Schick's first goal or basically the first goal of the game as he as he hit just a tremendous uh, volley in the 14th minute that was just, I mean, it was indescribable. The way he hit that, it left Manuel Neuer just motionless. He couldn't even react to it. It was what I would say the perfect hit on a ball and, and Schick deserved it. I think Schick is a, a really good player. He adds a dangerous element to this Leverkusen offense. And I think he's done a really good job of becoming that consistent, dependable threat in the final third for them. And he was, he was a problem all day for Bayern Munich. So uh, at that point, Leverkusen had the 1-0 lead, but you, you kind of got the feeling that this was going to be a back-and-forth game and that these two teams were really going to battle. It was very physical, and it, just the back-and-forth, both verbally and physically between the teams, you could see it was this was an intense game, and both teams were really reared up for it. I mean, in a nutshell, this is what you want from your two top teams in the table. This is what you want to see. So from a fan standpoint, just to sit back and watch it, you had to be excited to see how this would all play out. Unfortunately, though, what we found as this game started to go on and Leverkusen was leading, uh, Kingsley Coman picked up a very unfortunate injury. It looked like his left hamstring, but as of the time of this recording, we weren't really sure exactly if it was even in fact his hamstring or which one it was. Just from the early take and the pictures that we saw, kind of looked like it was his left. But either way, him leaving the game was a big problem for Bayern Munich because uh, Serge Gnabry was completely off, and when Leroy Sané came in for Coman, he was not any better. Uh, it was a tough game for the wing position at Bayern Munich. In fact, Sané, who came on as a sub for Coman, was actually subbed off later in the game. And you could see in the post-game uh, pictures and in the video that he was not happy. Thomas Muller had 
uh, gone over and you could see that he was really, uh, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want to say consoling him as much as maybe counseling him. He was definitely trying to talk him up in what looked like kind of a, Hey, stay with us kind of deal. But it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out because once Coman left the game, uh, Gnabry and Sané were not good. Gnabry, he looks like a, a, a lost player right now. He just he played listless. His positioning was terrible. He often pinched in too much centrally, which not only caused congestion in the final third, but it left a wide open lane for Leverkusen to get the ball out and, and progress up the field. So I, I think there are definitely some confidence issues with uh, Serge Gnabry right now. Listen, he's still a great player. He's going to be a great player for this team during this season. Right now he's struggling, and this is this is what you kind of expect. He had a phenomenal year last year. He gained a lot of acclaim. It became a household name of sorts, really. But this year hasn't been easy. He's getting a lot more focus from opposing defenders. And, and honestly, things just aren't going his way. Some of his decisions haven't been great. He's taken some poor touches, some poor shots. He's rushed some things. It's just kind of been a, a big cluster for him this season. So I think more than anyone, he's probably looking forward to this brief winter break just so he can kind of reset himself. Which brings me to Sané, who is another player who absolutely uh, is in need of kind of a reboot. Uh, every It seems like after every game, we kind of look at Leroy Sané's performance, and we, we're, we're critical. We look at the things that he's not doing well. Um, you know, in the beginning of the season, it was really about his, his lack of backtracking. And, and now that he's gotten better than at that, it's... It's kind of a, a mix of things now. He's not making good decisions on the ball. He's forcing passes. Uh, there are times when he has opportunities to unleash that great shot that he has. He's not doing it. He seems like he's questioning every decision he's making on the field as he's doing it. And it's you can see it's just a very unconfident style of play. And he's you know also frustrated. You can see that he's frustrated that he's not a first choice player on this team. I think when he transferred in, he expected to come in and be the boss at the wing position and and he's not. Right now he's the third choice and he's really a distant third choice behind Coman and and he's probably really just a, a little bit behind Gnabry at this point, but I think this is going to be something that Hansi Flick is going to have to work on in the coming weeks just because Sané is, is, has a reputation, right? And we've been trying to avoid really addressing that because you want, you want to give a new player to a club a, a fresh start. And you don't want to take every rumor and in, innuendo that you hear and take it as a fact. So I think a lot of people are giving him the benefit of the doubt and you know, giving him that new opportunity that, he's, that he was really seeking when he signed with Bayern. Unfortunately, uh, we're starting to see some of his attitude problems kind of show. So hopefully this is just a minor blip and he can kind of right the ship for himself. But um, I don't know. Things are definitely going to be interesting. Bayern needs better production from its wing positions for sure. Uh, defensively, <laughs> I thought Nicholas Sula was, was really, really good. I thought he was the best defender on the field today for Bayern. Every time that uh, Musa Diaby <laughs> tried to bomb down that left flank right at Sula, 
uh, on Byron's right defensive side, I think he started to question his life a little bit because it seemed like every time he started to get a little closer to Sula, he had some second thoughts about exactly how close he should get to the big man. So uh, I thought Sula was great. Uh, Luca Hernandez and Jerome Boateng both had some moments. I would say they were solid overall. I don't think either player was was really, really good, but they were both solid, solid enough, and they 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 limited their mistakes. And I thought they did a good job of trying to to get the balls out, some good clearances, and once they gained possession, finding the right people to get the ball to. Uh, like I said earlier, they weren't really supported that much by their midfielders. So uh, big credit to Boateng and Hernandez just for being able to kind of really battle through that game under some circumstances that were certainly not optimal. As for Alfonso Davies, he did a lot of very good things. Uh, but I think it's he's getting to the point where we have to start looking at him a little more critically. Uh, one of the big attributes to his game is the way he's able to dive bomb up the field and just create chaos in the offensive end. The problem today was he was doing that too much. And in, in several instances, it, it came at times where Serge Gnabry was also uh, – tucked out wide. Uh, I mean, he did have an issue of sucking in centrally, but there were times when he was also out wide. And you saw that the two players were basically making the same run down the field. And once they both got up so high, again, we had that easy out for Leverkusen to progress the ball up the field, which then drew Hernandez and Boateng and Sula and the midfield all out of position to try and cover. So I think uh, while Davies is a phenomenal talent and we all love that, he's going to have to start to evolve his game a little bit start to focus a little more on positioning and some some discipline. If he can stay a little more disciplined, he's going to be an absolute monster uh, for Bayern Munich. But right now, I think he's just making a couple some poor choices in, in when he decides to get up the field. So that'll be another thing that we can look at and, and see how it develops over the course of the season. You know, a big turning point in the game, though, uh, came when Hansi Flick called over to the bench and Joshua Kimmich and Jamal Musiala came on. When they came on for Quarantan Tolisso and Leroy Sané, it completely changed the game. So you had Kimmich became that stabilizing presence in the midfield who was, who was sitting deeper. He was checking in. He was always available to get a pass from the defenders. But he also knew when to push up. And as we'll see, that kind of played a key role in the game's final goal. Uh, and Musiala, he just was better than Sané or Gnabry or Tolisso, uh, any of them. He, you know, he hit the post, obviously, in what could have been a game winner. But his presence, his quick touch as soon as he got the ball, it created issues. And just that little bit of a threat where the Bayer Leverkusen defenders had to respect his speed and his technical ability, it created just a tiny sliver more of space for his teammates, and I think that was one of the reasons why Byron was able to be so effective there toward the end of the game. Uh, but again, when you talk about uh, the Bayern Munich offense and you talk about the last goal, I mean, you've got to, one, respect the effort of Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller the entire game. While their teammates were struggling, while they were out of position, while there was just a lot of things going wrong, injuries and whatnot, Lewandowski and, and Muller absolutely 100% carried the team. They were constantly pressuring Bayer Leverkusen. They were always looking to create. This was, 
in my estimation, the best game that they have played as a duo this season. And I think that without those two, this Bayern Munich offense would be lost. It is amazing to me to this day that both Carlo Ancelotti and Niko Kovac took the route of putting Thomas Muller on the bench. What he's doing right now and how important he is to the team, I don't even think you can measure it in any way with any kind of advanced analytics or any kind of financial template. This guy is uber important to Bayern Munich. And again, with Lewandowski, that is a duo that I I don't think there are many teams on earth that can match how those two play together. And Lewandowski, for his part, he came up with Bayern's biggest goal of the Hinrunde because he... Uh, was the benefactor of some great play from, ironically, the midfielders. Uh, David Alaba put pressure on Jonathan Ta, uh, the Bayer Leverkusen center back, who is rated by Yogi Lowe, among people, as, as one of the potential center backs of the future for Germany. But I think every time that I see him play, he's making mistakes. And, and this really was another bad one. Uh, Alaba pressured Ta, who turned the ball over, Uh, Joshua Kimmich hopped on it, slid a beautiful pass to Lewandowski, who deposited the game-winning goal in the third minute of extra time. Again, just a a dramatic, excellent, I mean, it was was just a finish that you can't believe. I, I think that was the perfect way for Bayern Munich to end the first half of their season. I, I think, and you saw it if you stuck around the broadcast and how they huddled and how they celebrated after the game, I think you could see like that was the momentum driver. So, uh, you know, overall, you look at this game, it was hard fought. Bayer Leverkusen is no joke. They are for real. That is a talented young team. And, and Peter Boss is, is absolutely doing a phenomenal job with them. But, but Bayern Munich is still Bayern Munich. They are... Sitting at the top of the table, they are primed and ready to make a stretch run here. They look like the favorites to win the league. Uh, it wouldn't shock me for them to win the Pokal again. And I think you really have to look at them as the favorites for the Champions League at this point. Wing problems, injuries aside, this is a great team. I think we have to take a step back and appreciate that that Hansi Flick is not only a mastermind on the chalkboard, but he has a way of working with these players and keeping them up and up and up. They lost one game the entire first half of the season. So I think huge credit to Flick, huge credit to the roster and the front office for putting the team together. And, And just overall for the entire organization to battle through the injuries and condensed schedule, The boys deserve this break. So this is Chuck Smith. I'll be signing off. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And we will see you again in the second half of the season when our next post-game show edition happens. So enjoy yourselves over this holiday season, and we will talk to you soon.